651 Sports, in partnership with the Corinne Football Association, brings you a special 12-part podcast series, I Play For You. Hear the stories of the men and women from the Corinne Football Association, each having their own unique story to tell. We invite you for this off-the-field interview with these athletes and Mike Resendez of 651 Sports. Welcome back. This is part two of our interview with Chris. Uh, Chris is with the Corinne Football Association. In part one, Chris, we talked about uh, your life in Burma, Thailand, and how your family came to the United States. We're going to switch it a little bit now, and we're going to turn over to the soccer part of your life. Um, when did you start playing soccer here in the United States uh, competitively? Um, when I was 15 years old. Um, I... I tried to join local cl- Blackhawk clubs as a younger age, but um, due to um, lack of access to re- you know resources, you know um, you know parent support, um, you know I wasn't I wasn't able to do that, and so I, I, I played a little bit of soccer in middle school. Um, I joined the uh, uh, middle school middle school um, middle school teams. And then right when I got to high school, I after my first my first year playing varsity, I uh, a friend of mine, um, Tom Lancaster. Shout out to Tom Lancaster. <laughs> uh, he invited me to his. Um, I think you. I believe at the time I was fi- I was. U six. I believe U sixteen or seventeen club okay. team for Blackhawks, and um, I tried out, made the team, and uh, you know I played for them. You know, I played for I played for that particular team um, until you know. Until I graduated from high school. Okay. Yeah. What uh, what middle school did you go to? I went to Murray Middle School. Oh, okay. Yeah. Murray? All right. Yeah. My son went to Murray. So. <laughs> it's awesome. a good school. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you when you joined, so you went to Central for high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and did you play, you played right away freshman year? I I was, I played on the freshman team and then the uh, uh, coach, Jory Erickson, moved me up, I think in the middle of the season to varsity. Oh, okay. So yeah. you went to varsity right away. I went away. to varsity right away. Yeah. What, uh, what was that like for you from going from... Uh, you know, probably playing on the freshman squad to varsity with the between uh, levels of competition. It was it was different, but I was I was playing with um, at the time Central was ranked ranked pretty high nationally. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah, nationally about the but, year know, that yeah. they went to state. Right? Yeah, we played. You know, we 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 had you know the Johnson Tao, Tim Tao, um, Greg Rosenthal. Um, you know, just few, like a few outstanding players, and so I I, I felt like I adjusted um, fairly quickly. And uh, Coach Jory, you know, started filming into into the rotation right away. So I played forward, and uh, I, I think I believe I scored like a few memorable goals um, um, in being part of the team, and and that was a fun experience. So that that gave me the motivation to like work even harder, and you know, in during the off season to come back next year, um, you know, and and represent Central the right way. So right, and then so after that first year, you played. Blackhawks. After that first year, I played Blackhawks. Yeah. Yes. Was it pretty much soccer twenty four seven after that? Um, kinda, kinda, yeah. yeah. Um, 
soccer, soccer I, I believe, I, I think soccer became sort of, I think my identity doing that, you know, after freshman year, um, a lot, a lot of the, you know, kids in my community didn't have access to, you know, playing club soccer, you know, they just went to high school and, uh, um, you know, didn't do anything, you know, didn't do extra, extracurricular activity after school. So a lot of them fell off the, off the wrong path. Mm-hmm. But um, since I was given the chance to um, play competitive soccer and and participate in an extracurricular activity, you know, outside of school, you know, it really um, it really uh, uh, steered my path in in you know in, in the right direction. Because right. I we were growing we were growing up in a pretty um, pretty rough neighborhood, you know, um, um, at the time, and uh, you know, drugs and and. And, and alcohol and, and, and staying out late and going to maybe, you know, at the time people, people love car shows, um, was, you know, wasn't, wasn't, was a thing. And so, um, you know, playing, playing club soccer definitely, you know, helped shape me to the person I was to become. You know? Right. Now, do you have a memorable moment? You said there were some memorable goals in high school, but what are a couple moments that you, that you remember that you don't think you'll ever forget? Uh, <laughs> just like, I think like, you know, being the smallest in the field because uh, I was a freshman and playing with a bunch of older kids, you know, right. you know, winning headers and scoring, you know, winning headers and, you know, scoring af- after the fact was pretty memorable, I think. Um, um, I think I've earned the respect of uh, of some of the players on my team fairly quickly because I was, I was pretty adaptable and uh, uh, I worked, I feel like I worked extremely hard at, at my craft at the time. Um, and so I... Um, you know, just scoring, you know, upper 90 and outside of the box, you know, those are pretty memorable right. things that I, <laughs> I, that I can remember. Now, did you feel pressure as a freshman playing on the varsity squad? At the time, I, I didn't, I didn't feel pressure. I think I start felt feeling pressure, um, sophomore year. And that's when I didn't, I didn't perform well, um, during that season. Um, there, there were just expectation because we've, you know, we've had um, players like Johnson that play like Johnson now who are leaving the school, mm-hmm. and so then you know the 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 future generation, you know, the young player like myself, Sandman, you know, Navid, a couple of these players that were supposed to sort of take over and uh, um, elevate the team, right. elevate the team, um, keep the keep, competitive yeah, keep level competitive up. level up, and and you know, I felt like I didn't we didn't do that, so that was that was a disappointing moment. Right. Yeah. How was uh, junior and senior year then for you? Junior and senior year. Um, Junior year was good. We went we went to section sectional um, uh, ch- championship and lost. Um, but the season the season went well. Um, we, you know, a lot of us played played together in, in club soccer, and so it, it just I think we sort of just have a a, um, a bond between all the players. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now is the uh, does the current community support um, the soccer in, in the high school level and in the club levels, or how is that? Not so much, not so much. I think at the time, I think we a lot of a lot of us players were pretty new to the club scene, okay. and even the high school scene. So there weren't ma- that many of um, many of um, current um, soccer players that that was involved in that level. So right. I I feel like I I definitely I definitely sort of was like the first generation type of player okay. to um, inspire some of my friends to pick up club soccer. So then. Uh, I think I believe a couple of years after I started to play club soccer, you know, the like of like uh, some of the players like Genua, Kapow, Kapow, um, Sunday, you know, Mashaya started to play club soccer, and uh, that's when a lot of uh, a lot of the players 
around my community start to form like community teams right and compete in uh, a club soccer tournament um in the summer you know right throughout, uh in the in the community so it it became sort of like a thing to do in the summer so yeah because there's a lot of korean um tournaments that happen throughout now the summer, they're right they're just i mean now i can't even count up how many tournaments go on throughout the year uh it's it's right. it's you know it's cr- it's crazy um there's uh the, the amount of like you know the amount of like competitiveness uh you know resources and and grand prize that goes into these tournament i uh you know maybe 10 years ago i wouldn't have expected expected this right. to be at this to be at this level i guess yeah and there's tournaments in south dakota there's a tournament going on as we were recording this i think just ended in in uh fort wayne indiana yeah yeah so it's definitely soccer's gotten really popular in the korean community is it do you think it's because it's just so easy to play you just take a ball and kick it around and i i believe so i think soccer has always been part of like korean identity even in burma you know it's you know to be secluded in an area where you don't you know most people don't have access to tv and um or 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 you know or a lot of things and so the, the the idea of like drawing up like a, a, a square shape feel and then adding like two sticks and then having like a a, a, a rugby ball to play around it was just so easy and so sure even even in burma i still remember that kind of kinship of people communities you know forming teams and compete you know compete um you know throughout throughout uh the Korean states you know i i still within you know i still have a vivid memory of like traveling with like my my friends and my dad to go compete with an, another uh, Korean team from different region, you know. Right. And so, and I, th- I think that's, I think that's we hold dear to that identity. So when we when we um, when most of us arrived in the U.S., we all we we try to continue that that cultural that uh, that cultural identity. So, um, y- you know, I I think you go to any community, and in terms of, you know. Uh, community that lo- you know love to host a, a, a soccer tournament. I think the Korean, Korean community will be one of them. Right, I think you're right. I, I go. I've seen some tournaments, you know, in the summer, and there is a huge Korean presence at a lot of them. Um, and I think with uh, you know some of the the opportunities that uh, the Korean people are getting, there's. I was just at a college showcase last week. Um, it was a all girls uh, soccer tournament for the and. A lot of Korean players were there, and they're getting opportunities and and probably offers to play scholarship, uh, you know, soccer at co- colleges. So um, it's definitely something that that's picking up, and it's awesome to see. Um, so you get done with high school and you go off to college. Uh, were you able to play uh, continue soccer? I did. Um, I played soccer my freshman and sophomore years, um, year, and then. Um, where did you go to college again? I'm sorry. Uh, St. John's University. St. John's, okay. Yep, I went to St. John's University. I played uh, freshman freshman soccer with uh, St. John's University. Played um, played in a, a sophomore year. Um, I believe third year I decided to study abroad. So okay. instead of playing soccer, I went I went abroad to China. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. How was uh How was your opportunity in China? What was that like? It was It was fun. I I, I believe I believe I still played I, I I did play soccer with a, a local um, Chinese university team there oh, okay. in China. So <laughs> it, I kept I kept going I kept going. I, even though I, I was studying um, abroad in Asia, I did I you know I still participated in, in the local Chinese team and uh, and uh, there was an, there was an all African um, team team 
club team there also, and so they invited me to go play with them, and we traveled oh, nice. to a few university around China to play. Um, okay, to play the local team there. So yeah, it's, um, how's the competition level over in China? Is it oh, pretty not high? as I believe not as competitive as here in oh, the okay. U.S. Um, sure. Over here, I think it's more it's more physical, and players are definitely more technical. So okay, yeah, it's not yeah. All right, so um, you played a couple of years. Were you able to get in any club teams when you came back then from China, or um, did you? You were probably a, were you still a senior in college when you came back, or did you finish your high, uh, your college career? I I didn't I didn't play my senior year. Okay. Um, I didn't I, I I didn't play in club. Most I played mostly in the Korean Korean men's men, men's league team in the summer. Okay. So um, you know, like like you mentioned earlier, you know, I would I would go play in the uh, various tournament you know around the Midwest. Um, um, and so just trying to stay, trying to stay in, um, in the best possible shape as possible at the time by participating in these team with my friends. So, yeah. right. So what, um, what you're playing club right now, correct? I, I you... play in, in, uh, in, a, in, a MRSL, MRSL, oh, with MRSL with, uh, African tonics. Okay. Yeah. It was a men's club team now. So yeah. Then how often do you, uh, we play every matches? Sunday. We play every Sunday um, around six thirty. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of us have responsibility now, right? Yep. So uh, <laughs> getting older, right? So uh, we, you know, we, we try to limit um, we try to limit our uh, our our. You know, we don't really practice practice much. But I do practice with my 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 Korean FC team to prepare for um, the Hmong thirty ninth Hmong a Freedom Festival tournament. Yep. And uh, I, I practice my evolution. Evolution FC team to also prepare for the uh, the South the Martha Days uh, July Fourth uh, South Dakota tournament and also uh, a tournament that's about to be held um, held in in a couple of weeks here in in the Twin Cities. It's, it's, okay, it's probably one of the biggest biggest of the year. So right. Yeah. So how exciting is it to play in those tournaments for you? Oh, I, I you know a lot of people stop playing soccer at a certain age, mm-hmm. but I think seeing the I'm um, uh, seeing the competitions, the camaraderie, you know, getting to hang out with your friends, um, family, and just seeing your community members uh, interacting with each other. Um, those tournaments, I think, you know, if I if I could, I would want to continue until I'm, I'm you know, I'm forever, right? right until yeah. forty, because yeah. it's just it's just it just it's just a good environment to be around, just full of you know, positive people who wants to. Um, showcase showcase their their soccer skills and 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 um c- uh, camaraderie right so um it's 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 been it's been really fun it's been a really fun experience playing with with these you know playing these tournaments all right so let's talk a little bit about the Korean football association um have you uh, done uh, any workouts with them um i have not done any workouts with them but i have various friends that does um okay. it's i think that that uh team um it's giving um will will give a lot of like you know platform you know for current players i think a lot of current players um here in the u.s um i believe a lot of current players here in the u.s um due to um due to the lack of financial support at home you know don't don't get to play at the highest highest um competition level competitive level mm-hmm. a lot of the kids um you know the most soccer they know is you know through these like little little team that you know a guy would form to try to win uh f- five to ten thousand dollar grand right. prize and that's that's all they know you know and outside of that some kids outside of that they 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 don't know what club soccer is you know they don't know what odp is you know they don't know 
you know they they haven't been to regionals you know in terms so i think i think uh Kren, they um current um sorry current football association Kren football association yeah. would definitely um will definitely give um a platform for to uh, to a lot of the kids and would inspire them to uh, i think even achieve achieve high achieve higher you know? yeah now what would it mean to you personally maybe if if you don't if you're not on the team but to see um that other you know like you said like a younger generation do you think this that would be something that would help maybe uh, keep the korean culture alive you know maybe like we talked earlier in part one how um the generation the younger generation after you that have been born here in the united states might be losing some of the the culture there'll be a gap do you right. think something like a korean national team would help yeah. kind of put uh you know shorten that gap a little bit i th- i i think so i think the korean national team badge you know represents sort of like almost like the flag of the korean korean mm-hmm. national korean national union um flag so i think just having that symbol of like you know the red white and blue and then having you know with with the drum and the fc team i think that in itself would um would inspire a lot of a lot of the kids to sort of like wanted to learn what what that that flag is all about and also um you know having a group of guys who are korean that's never been represented like you know correctly at home back in burma and to elevate them at a stage where at least you know kids could look up to to and and trying to find out who they are i think that in itself it's 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 pretty pretty powerful you know right now what would it what would it have meant to you at a young age at like let's say nine right. to let's uh we'll just hypothetically mm-hmm. say there was a national team mm-hmm. when you were nine right. what would that have meant to you to see that oh boy if i knew if i had if let's see if there was a team like that at the age of nine um I would definitely, in terms, when at the age of nine, I was just extremely passionate about soccer, extremely. But I never had, um, I, 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 I didn't have anyone to look up to. I didn't have anyone to for support, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the, a lot of the time is just about you know going out and playing pickup at at the field, you know, by myself. And so if I were to have like a grand national team like that to 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 look up to, I think. I would definitely try to work really hard to be a part of that organization. And um, maybe, you know, maybe it might, after after that, it might give me access to, like, you know, college scholarship, you know, playing Division One soccer, you know. It's just, it, it, the opportunity is limitless. I think if you have um, an organization that truly cares about, you know, you know, m- uh, me as a Karen and my development, and so. Right. Yeah, um, now, the plan is, for KFA to have a men and women's uh, national team. Um, and I've talked to some people, uh, some current people, uh, who we talk about the gender inequality um, that, you know, it exists everywhere. Right. Um, but right. um, in the current community specifically, um, that they start, they're starting to see a little bit of a shift um, where the women aren't just seen as you're going to raise the family. Um, and the current athletes, the female athletes, are being able to join in in more of the tournaments. Um, how important do you think uh, gender equality is, uh, especially when it comes to KFA? I think gender equity in KF, especially come to KF, it's, it's extremely important. I think we need a um, a women's based team that all the girls can look up to. You know, um, 
I remember um, when we first started these like rent tournaments ten years ago, there wasn't a single female team, um, you know, in the field. But now, um, just recently, I went to a tournament in South Dakota, um, uh, Freedom Grand Freedom um, Freedom Festival Soccer Tournament in South Dakota, and there were I think at least like maybe you know seven to eight or ten women's team, you know, and that's a huge. Um, I think that's a huge accomplishment. I, I I love I love seeing women being elevo- elevated to that stage, um, or or pursuing what they love, right? Right. Um, I think a lot of the time, you know, sometimes maybe cultural cultural identity sort of limits certain gender li- limits. Certain, um, I think sometimes the Korean culture sort of like would assign a woman to to the to certain role, you know, women uh-huh. supposed to stay at home, cook, you know, clean, uh, wash the dishes, wash the dishes, and and take care of her, take care of the parents, right? But um, a lot of the younger generations, you know, refuse to be assigned to that role, and so I'm I'm extremely proud to see some of these women taking, like young women, taking initiative to go to the or- organizer and um, requesting to have women's um, soccer team be a part of the tournament you know right yeah so you know that's you know that's a huge step and uh i think with that um i think we're going to see you know a whole group of women you know who are very who are very who will become a very good soccer player and uh would we'll see a group of ah sorry Oh no problem. I think I think we're gonna see um, you know a bunch of women who pursue their passion and just be uh, ultimately a good role model for you know young Korean women out there um, yeah. in the near future. So um, let's say uh, we'll go you know three four years down the line. KFA's you know been established. Teams have been up and going for about a year. Um, what what would it mean to you if at one point or at some point in the near future here we have a Korean player that signs a contract? with one of the premier leagues or the, you know, MLS, what would that mean uh, to you and your community? I think not only we will be ecstatic, we would just be super proud, incredibly proud. I think um, a lot of us grew up in a society where we, we didn't, we didn't have a document, you know, you know, we, we didn't have a document. We didn't, we didn't get the chance to see the world. We didn't, um, or not presented an option to see the world. Let alone when we went into the refugee camp. We were wired up in a barbed wire. You know, we were, you know, we were trapped in this bar- barbed wire. We couldn't, we couldn't move freely. Um, a lot of the time, the uh, uh, the gates were guarded by, you know, it's high, by um, Thailand uh, Thailand security uh, uh, personnel. And so all we knew was what's inside this little camp, right? Mm-hmm. And come to America, a lot of us are, are are getting a chance to see what freedom is like. And so we're pursuing it. A lot of us try, um, work extremely hard, passionate, dedicated to to um, to sort of take take this life and, and util- utilize it as like the, the best possible outcome. And so if we were to see like you know, a kid that work extremely hard and you know he one day he or she was signed by uh, a professional soccer team i think most of us you know would be just extremely proud proud and be like wow you know we've come we've come so far and right. uh 
and that that I think that is enough when when a, when a player chooses their um, freely to choose what they want to do in life. I think that's all we want to see in our community. Right. That'd be almost a national hero and within an instant, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Chris, I want to thank you for coming in. This has been a great conversation. Um, It was great talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. uh, You know, your family coming over here, uh, your childhood and what soccer means to you. Um, Before we wrap up, though, um, we want to know, what do you play for? I play for my community. um, I play for my family. And I play for the love of the game. This special podcast series, I Play For You, was brought to you in partnership with 651 Sports and the Corinne Football Association. For more information about the Corinne Football Association, visit CorinneFA.com or for more information about 651 Sports, go to 651sports.com. This series was recorded at the WFNU Studios in the Frogtown neighborhood, St. Paul, Minnesota. part podcast series that was recorded at the studios of WFNULP in the heart of the Frogtown neighborhood in St. Paul. The music Wildflower by Joe Kim Karud and the intro and outro was recorded by Lou Hughes. If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Mike Rez Radio.